Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the scoop. This is Winsford Burns, your co host. I hope you guys are ready to get it in tonight. Of course I got my wonderful co host with me tonight, Mr. Keisha and Miss Shaquilla and Cuzzo. So what's going on, Mr. Keisha? You are the girl and I want to get to know you. Hold on, wait for my Josie. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I added that Jonas yeah. for you tonight. I added that Jonas for you tonight, girl. Don't ever say I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's that extra cookie right there. You need, you need that extra cookie in the banana pudding. I know that's right. I know that's right. How you doing? <laughs> I am amazing. Absolutely good, amazing. Good. good, good, good. And of course, we've got uh, Miss Shaquille Willis with us tonight. What's going on, Q? How you doing? Hey, everybody. I am well. Happy to be here. Excited for tonight's show. It's been a while since we've had a guest, so I'm excited for tonight's show. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting tonight. It's kind of, yes. Let me stop and say that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let me rephrase (laughs) that. Say the least. It's going to be a little interesting. You know, I got Mm -hmm. got some, I got some, I got some, what, why y'all haven't, on the, why y'all having him? I'm like, listen, I got this. Oh, I, I can imagine know. the inboxes you got. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The church folk were mm. not happy tonight, but they'll be all right. They'll be all right. They'll they be will. all over. But they're going to listen, though. I bet you they listen. Anyway, In the morning. Oh. Right. <laughs> but before we get started, mm-hmm. I know how we do it, right? Let's go ahead and get this Oh. Uh. 
rappers in my life with it. I gotta let them know about Christ, how he died with it. Uh, shed his love through his blood fluid. Sacrifice his life so we can live through it. about this 1960s, like, no, it's pretty, it's pretty easy. 
It's been pretty even. And so he dismissed all of that they he he disfigured and dismembered and these folks still said that they were going to support Donald Trump because they want to change. I am confused. How is it that no that that we pick people and don't have any any basis of how we pick them? What's going on? Can y'all tell it's me something? No, I don't have any understanding for that part of why that's happening. And, and and let's just be clear. We, and that's the collective, not just black folks, didn't pick Donald Trump. Like, they have chosen to go ahead and say this is the dude that we, you know, that they rocking with. And even they don't like him. So, it's just, it's, to me, I think that he's bringing out numbers, but there's a concentrated group of people who really are falling for this. But it's so hard to even follow them because even within interviews, they switch and one breath he is the truth, the light, and he is the voice of all things unspoken. And then on the other side, whenever you bring up the crazy things that he's talking about, then it's, oh, no, he was playing. It was sarcastic. He didn't mean that. You can't take a joke. We take everything too literally. So it's like, do we want to take everything that he says for true? And then the whole time, rather, I mean, mind you, his people – He's talking while they're talking. They're saying as soon as they can get it out of their mouth and almost clean it up for him, he goes back on the record and says, oh, no, I meant that. That's exactly what I said. And, you know, and he's even flip-flopping. So it's so hard to follow them. They don't, whoever's voted for him, I don't think they have a clear understanding of what it is they want either. So to answer your question, no, I don't, I don't have an answer for how these people, how we've chosen this guy at this point and how it's gotten to be this far. I don't think it, because it makes no sense. It makes no comprehensive sense how it's gotten this far. Takesha, I'm just saying, give me, listen, give me psychology, like psychology me, please. Tell something. I I'm can't psychology this. As one of the newest <laughs> members of the Democratic Party, being a precinct delegate and watching this process right now, all I'm going to tell you is this is some garbage. Hot, the hottest garbage you could possibly pass. Um, It's easy to buy votes. And this, yeah. I'm just going to keep, and I, I, you know, I can't be number me. It's easy to buy votes, and that's what's happening. Um, And, and it's, it's almost evident like you can clearly see that that's what happened because amazingly the church has a different fiscal uh situation after after they've made this endorsement and so do many of the other uh African American individuals who um who have uh come out to em- endorse him. They have a nice little financial boost. So I mean, you know, to be honest, for me this ain't nothing but a power play financially. This whole little Election is making my, it's just I don't know. It's making my skin crawl because it's showing that the money is more important than than what the the people. Mm-hmm. So. But my okay, and so here I, I agree with that. But here is my my thing when I when I thought that too, and I said, but you know, if if they have not even met with him, and the only person that they have met with was the state people at the state office, I mean, how much money are they really getting? Um, when that happens, you know what I mean. Like, how much money are you really getting if you don't even talk to him? And if you're, if you really have an agenda, and I'm not just saying this again for for um, the Republican side. I'm saying the same thing on the Democratic side. If you're going to pick pick somebody, at the bare minimum, you can at least 
have a seat at the, had gotten a seat at the table to hear your issues and them, you know, do something for you and for your constituency. But to just be like, oh, no, we ain't talk to them. We're going to pick them because <laughs> what he said, what he said, in our portfolio, we have a plan. Um, have you seen the plan? No, he has not seen the plan, but we're hoping that since we vote for him that then he'll – I'm like, what? So he go, so you're going to vote for him first, and then he's going he oh. to take care of you. No, that's not how this works. That's mm-hmm. not how this works. No, that's oh, not how this works. There's one thing in there, I'll bet you're off. I'm like, this is – yeah, it don't work like that. <laughs> don't work like that at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Doesn't work like that. So yeah, I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm just going. We're going to see. Know. But I did. Now, what was interesting? Now, y'all know what was. What's the two ladies' name? The two real loud ladies. Um, oh. you know who I'm talking I'm about. Two loud ladies. Mm-hmm. Whatever the, they were. They were there in the in the video that I saw of the the Trump people. They were there. So I'm like, uh, okay, I forgot the diamond and pearls or whatever the name is. They were there. <laughs> So it's something like that. But they were there, so I'm like, oh, okay, well, yeah, all right, whatever. But somebody did ask the question about, like, isn't that illegal for churches to do that? And I'm like, well, yes and no, you can't really push your agenda, but you really kind of can. And then on the other part of it, every, not every church is 501, has a 501c3. So if that church doesn't have a 501c3, then they can technically probably do whatever they want. So Basically. So, yeah. What is the likelihood that it might not be even a matter of Donald Trump giving them money? They might have noticed that something's going on in their area, and they're trying to just get people in the pews, period. Because when Keisha just mentioned that it could be a power play, in general, that made me think about something else as far as um, as the churches in general are concerned. Now, do I condone it necessarily? No, but I'm just having a – I just had a out-of-the-box thought thinking possibly – they're taking advantage of a of a climate that they've seen in their constituents, and that's I mean not not necessarily the constituents. Listen, in the um, members of the church and potential church members, they're thinking this might be an opportunity to get people in the in the um, it could be in the church. It could, but you know, in the grand the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of things, North Carolina. Okay, like they're not—they're not even really. A, you know what I mean, like I don't even, they're not even really a battleground state that I don't think that she even cares. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just the fact that if this is—I think what bothers me about it—if this is a, um, like we're saying, a microcosm of where the country is, that's sad. That's just really mm-hmm. sad. That this is where we are. That we're picking people who won't even give you the time or the respect to talk to you. And that's on both sides. Again, I said the same thing about. Um, Hillary Clinton a couple weeks ago If she won't sit down and at least Talk to you and hear you out And talk about how you can get your you know, how she's, What she's going to do for your agenda Why vote for her Why give her your vote So yep. you can say they got to November But Today Donald Trump just, supposedly tried to talk to us As black folks I just can't I can't Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I caught that on my way in to the studio this evening. I haven't had a chance to get specifics on it, but I heard his little chick with the blonde bob talking oh, about we try we're 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 approaching 
you know, we needed to, 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 what did she say? We needed to reach out to the African-American people. She, y'all, she brought a Baltimore and Ferguson. Talking about there's a wow. in, a certain, in a certain community that we need to reach because they're not being heard and we need to reach out to them. And, and, and I think Donald Trump is really going to touch on that. She was talking, they were doing the lead-in to his speech. That's why there's no direct quote from him yet. Because it was the lead-in. Mm-hmm you know, to the speech. But I was thinking to myself, girl, boo, and by those are the last two locations you need to be referencing for anything having to do with Donald Trump and helping, period. Yeah, too late. Yeah. Too late. But too late. about right, them has been fake, so that attempt was just as fake to me as the rest. Yep. Yeah, we're going to see. It's just as fake as her degree. I, I hear that? you. I hear you, but then you also got Keisha again. But if, if, but if this, if if him doing nothing or one of the, the state leaders from his office can get people to change their mind, then what's going to happen, you know, what what can happen if he actually does come and talk to these people? You know I mean? Who, you, you don't know. And, again, like I said, we've been, and, and there are certain people who've been asking the same question. Give me your agenda. Give me your agenda. To, every, to both sides, give me your agenda for HBCUs. Give me your agenda for fixing income inequality. Give me your uh, agenda for fixing uh, for fixing the Voting Rights Act and the voter suppression laws. Give me your agenda for how you're going to, you know, address, you know, address uh, uh, police brutality and and nothing. So that's why I said somebody got until November to say something. And if you don't say something by November, then I don't know. But I'm saying, how know. long have they been campaigning? Something. I mean, all I mean, of them have been campaigning for at least a, over a year now. Over a year. And over, over a, year. a year, they've said absolutely nothing. So you nothing. think that in the last three months, this is going to be the thing? Nah. Look, I think, <laughs> they still I think won't. I mean, they are able to completely Trump has, glance. Trump I don't has, even know how to put it. Glide I, over I feel it? like this. Trump, I agree, but Trump has such a hold to make up because I think at the last poll numbers he was down by 12 points that he has to do something and so he might be desperate enough to you know to do something and again and I'm not saying vote for him as he does but I'm saying he might be desperate enough to make a serious attempt to listen uh, and engage you know the you know, engage us now if he does that again that could mean you know, who knows what that could mean? That could mean, again, the whole purpose of this is if enough people vote for him, he wins. And if we say, you know, we put you in office, now hands our business and hold him to it, you know, it could, you know, who, who knows what could happen. But if we just continue to say, are we going to give you our vote just because um, we're, just because we want you to build a highway from North Carolina to the Indian Ocean, then what? Lord. Just still, Lord. What? Yeah, we gonna stay well, you know, we can do this all night. So which what else y'all got? Mm-hmm. See what you got you got something. Oh, it's well, well, okay. Um, Keisha Mom is more or less talking about what we're talking about, um, for our overall topic tonight. So we can go ahead and let you go. And I'll lead in what we got going on tonight. Well, you know, since we're talking about the state of Africa, America, <laughs> lately <laughs> some things have transpired in Milwaukee with Constance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
basically they've been rioting. They, I, and we are at that point. Everybody sit, has been talking about it, but they actually went all in. Um, another 23-year-old young man was shot to death by the police. Yes, he was carrying, but he also had a concealed and carry card. Um, for me, the biggest issue is what is consistent is that before giving them the same opportunities as you would someone else, you shoot and kill the black offender. You have been able to de-escalate many, many times when the person who had the gun was European, but um, when when they are African American, that is not the case. It's like you shoot first and you make the story up later. And mm-hmm. people are tired of that. And so, yeah, they was burning down buildings, knocking every, I mean, it was kind of, you know, the, the videos was uh, how can I put that? Uh, a little graphic. They went <laughs> hell, boy. They lost it. They lost it. So I, I mean, hey, um, at what point does it happen everywhere? Because it's just not anything being done systematically to change it. Either one of y'all uh, answer. Yeah. Yeah. When when well, listen when they when the loss is enough to where they have to pay attention. Yeah, or if it happens in an area where it's the least expected. All of these areas already or seem to have had um, already underserved areas, communities that were already struggling, and there's been a boiling of unrest, and it's been known amongst those areas. So when we hit when it hits CNN. And we finally get the story. It's like, oh, but we also have to remember that. And then they hit us with all these stats as to explain away the very valid reasons for um, frustrations and unrest. So when it happens in a suburb, when it happens in an area or a school with groups of people who they do not expect to lash out in that way, the good kids, the ones who knew better, the ones who were raised right with the right standard, you know, the right I'm doing air quotes as hard as I can right now, you know, because it's it's the right ones that keep making it becoming the examples and not always purposefully. They're not always standing up and saying, I want to be the example is the reasons why we won't. So though but that's what's being used. Oh well I know, you know, that those one black those one black friends, that token that's always I remember when my girlfriend was pulled over and they said she was stealing and she just waited for them to come and she was cool about it and we all went home to to live the store. Like those people not saying that that was not necessarily the right way to do things, but those are the people that those are the stories that we get to hear when people do finally speak out and say something that get to explain it away as making it now these types of people are the only ones that can act like that. So it's going to take the right kind of people to actually show out like this, to make it plain for them that, oh, no, this is something real. Like, this is real. And it's not even just white people. Like, it's going to take the right kind of people in general to just say this but do is you think? I'm sorry. Yeah. But do no, you think that that would be a, a cause for them to try to initiate martial law further? Um, and, you know, put you under more restriction versus trying to find a way to stop it? I think initially, absolutely. Yep. I think in the way that we are doing, the way that it has been now, that because we are even able to 
we have the, the, the agenda of how these things go. They show out, they riot, they yell, it takes over the screen, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the news cycle for a while, we post about it. There might be a hashtag, might not. We black out our profiles, and then in a little bit, there's a meme sequence <laughs> that goes around, you know, that everybody yep. laughs about. There's a new challenge that we do that, you know, takes our attention and we move on. There has to be, that's why I say it has to be the right group of people, the ones that they expect, the ones that know that you have to stay in the faces and stay consistent to make that change. And then, like, there, it has to be, that's why I'm like, I, I can't ever say that I'm either one way or the other. I'm all, I'm not all the way peaceful, join hands and sing songs and kubaya, and I'm not always Hulk mm-hmm. fashion everything either. Mm-hmm. I think there has to be a, a gentle medium in how we go about doing things. And when we strike mm-hmm. that medium, then we can be so much more effective. But right now, we can't come together and figure out a way to find that medium because we're too busy trying to convince each other that the other way is the right way. And we can only do it because that way hasn't worked. Like, everybody has a strong reason as to why this one hasn't worked versus that one. And the whole time we're strategizing Mm -hmm. in public, they're now figuring out, they're picking our future plans once we decide whatever the hell we decide it's going to be. They're going to then say, well, we already ready for that. You know what I mean? Well, we got something for that, too. Yeah. So I think a lot of this yeah. needs to, we, we need to figure it out, but not be quiet. Like, we talk too much, and we need to understand that we, we're all figuring it out. Take the bones of what we've learned up until this point and actually come together and listen to figure out a plan. But both parts are needed. When we stop excluding one for the other, then I think we can finally get somewhere. Because, no, hope smashing your community is not going to be the way to do it. And no, just joining hands and doing do peaceful it. protest ain't going to be the way to do it. But you have to have a gentle mix of both to get it done. Because <laughs> like, they're necessary and each, they're effective in, in their own special ways. And we just have to find a way to do that. Right. And we got to call it real yep. quick. Let me go ahead and let me take our caller. We'll call Hello, Keith. We can hear you. You are on the air live on the scoop. What is your question or comment? Okay, yes. Uh my name is Marcus Johnson, man. And check this out. I've been listening to y'all conversation and whatnot, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's a root to a problem and there's a resolution to a problem, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want to deal with the resolution to the problem, you know. And, you know, I feel like the resolution to the problem right now is uh, maybe – actually going back to a time when our people was in the struggle. You see what I'm saying? Because when you're in the struggle and you're really in the struggle, that's what you do. You know what I mean? You perform. You know what I mean? You know, they did it all through the civil rights era. You know what I mean? They did it through the 20s. You know what I mean? You know, when when, when those certain type of people was jumping out the buildings through the Great Depression and whatnot, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, our people still stood strong, you see what I'm saying, you know, and mm-hmm. that's, what they, that, that's what a lot of people hate about, you know, we need to start back policing our community, you know what I mean, you know, we don't need the mm-hmm. uh, uh, European system, you know what I mean, to control our own, you know what I mean, we need to control mm-hmm. our own, you know what I mean, and that's, what, that's, 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 that's the resolution, you know what I mean, until we start controlling our own, you know what I mean, you know, you know, you know life is going to be what it always is. Hell for us, you know what I mean. Hell, hell having the hell is a state of mind. You see what I'm saying? You know what I mean by being surprised. Right. I just spilled my goddamn drink. You know what I mean? But uh, uh, shit, uh don't spill your drink, man. Don't spill your drink. I already done did it. I didn't oh, already done no. did it. Yeah, oh, no. but uh, but uh, yeah, man. 
you know what I mean? Heaven to hell is a state of mind, man. You know what I mean? Through post um, uh, um, judgment, thoughts and thinkings and whatnot, uh, and whatnot, um, uh, uh, and whatnot, um, short. Damn, man. Just about to... hey, excuse me. I apologize, but uh, support thinking and, and, and choices, et cetera, et cetera, it, it brings on a reality of, of poverty, you know what I mean? And, you know, poverty is a state mm-hmm. of mind, man. You know what I mean? So just like heaven and hell, man. And that's what our community is in right now. We're in a state of hell, man, because, you know what I mean, we've been hypnotized through, you know what I mean, um, 1779 to 1865 during the time of slavery, and et cetera, et cetera. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, we've been hoodwinked. You see what I'm saying? And until we address that mm-hmm. issue, then we're going to be, be kind of fucked up for the rest of our life. You see what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. why, uh, mm-hmm. After that, man, I'm going to let y'all get back to y'all conversation. I will be listening to y'all, man. All right. I uh, appreciate you. We appreciate you. Yes, sir. All right. I mean, I do. I, I can. I definitely uh, can agree with our with our caller that there is um, that there is definitely a need for policing ourselves a little bit better. So I can. I definitely can see that. I don't know about going back to the Great Depression, but I do understand in terms of um, that we were more unified um, when that was. Something that we had to do for ourselves. So I can, I can, I, I agree with that. I respect that. All right. Um, you have anything else on this topic? No. Mm-mm. Not good. You good? No. Q, you good? Yeah, that just wrapped it up. All I know is, listen, listen. I just <laughs> need to. I just need the. I just need the people in Milwaukee not to burn your city down. That's that's just what I need. Just don't burn it down. Um, and please be careful because we don't need any more people getting hurt. So um, please be careful. But all right, so we're gonna go ahead um, real quick and take this break, and we'll be right back in a second. This is Control Freak uh, by Leah Joel, one of our favorite off-star artists. Trying to hide it 
right. That's Control Freak by Leah Joel. That's my. I can't wait for the, I can't wait for this CD to come out. I can't wait for her CD to come out. But anyway, it should be jump. It should be coming out any day now. So make sure you get that. You can download the single Control Freak and After a While uh, by Leah Joel now. So all right, let's go ahead into this next part. So tonight's topic, we're talking about um, how to. Uh, stand, we're talking about staying together after infidelity. So listen, we know that in this uh, culture, in this time, infidelity in relationships is not unusual and not uncommon. It's also not uncommon that people choose to stay together um, after. After, I mean, we see even one of our up into one of the highest offices of the land. We saw saw Hillary uh, choose to stay. With Dollar Bill after he um, he was had his his after he had his bout with Miss Lewinsky, so um, it, it happens. Um, but what we want to talk about tonight is we want to talk about how you do this or what's the best way you could do this, um, and still if you choose to stay together, what are some of the things that you can do um, to make this easier, make it better, and talk about the issues. We want to talk about everything about it. So, and as always, if you have a question or a comment. I and mean, you are listening, um, or if you have a question or comment, then you can call in at 929-477-2304. That's 929-477-2304, and press the number 1, and that lets us know that you have a question uh, that you want uh, or a statement that you want to uh, say, and we'll get you on the air. Um, only thing we ask is, of course, if you're listening on the radio and you call in, please turn the radio down so we don't have the feedback and be respectful. Of everybody, it's a show. Anybody can say their opinion. We're okay with that. We don't. We ain't gonna get sensitive. Uh, we might fuss a little bit, but we ain't gonna get sensitive. We might talk about you, but we don't get sensitive. And we will be respectful. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I definitely say whatever it is that you have to say. I feel comfortable. So, all right, let's go ahead and jump into this topic. This first segment is brought to you by uh, We're a Big Band Clothing and Curvy Kitten Clothing. Um, if you are looking for plus size clothing for men and women, and you want rent a big man or curvy kitten uh, clothing, you can find both lines for, um, uh, excuse me, by simply going to our website, which is www.walkroyale.com. That's www.walkroyale.com. Men's sizes go up to 6XL. And lady sizes go up to 4XL. So shop there today. You will find the hottest fashion, the latest clothes for all seasons at that website. All right. Cool. So let's go and jump in. Um, so ladies, talk to me. Infidelity. First of all, let's talk about, let's, let's in this first part, talk a little bit about, um, I want to know what would have to happen what were some things that you have to see in order to make the decision to say um, if this were your reality? What would make you stay? I mean, obviously we hear a lot of the gambit of, of reasons, but what are the real reasons that people actually do make this decision? Um, to stay in general, I think, no, you can't even generalize that. There is no in general. People choose to Stay for individual reasons a lot of the times that um, they will not at all um, express to other people. 
there's sometimes dependency in the relationship that um, can make it so that the normal things are not so, um, not the normal things, the expected things that would end marriages are not always the big deal or in relationships are not always the bigger deal to a couple. Um, so when I say it's individual reasons, I know at first it's like, well, duh, it's an individual reason, but <clears throat> it's deeper than that. It's dependent upon the things that that couple has gone through, whether it be children, whether it's um, life changes, experiences, things like that. Once you live and go through some things with the person for a certain amount of time, the surface things, and, and again, it depends on the type of people, you know, the couple, because sex is not always that big a deal. Sex does not always rank as deal breakers. Cheating, and depending upon the the issues surrounding whatever the cheating is, does not always quantify as a deal breaker for the couple. And a lot of the times that is based on the things that they've gone through. Um, and, and they didn't necessarily set out to say, hey, seven years from now, if you cheat on me with homegirl from blah, 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 I'm going to still stay with you. Like, that's not ever the conversation. I don't think that's the conversation that happens. But I think that once you've lived and walked life with a person for a set amount of time and they've weighed out those pros and cons, the goods and bads, and the ways that they've supported each other regardless of, I mean, separate and apart from this one situation, then they can then make that decision to move forward. But there has to be an understanding of what's necessary for both people to continue to move forward in a positive way, because I think it can happen. I just think it's very dependent upon the two people involved and their limits. You can't, in those situations, you can't downgrade what it is that you need. And I think that mm-hmm. might be getting off subject to what you asked. But in those particular situations, if you do decide to keep it together, that's the most raw time that I think you'll experience in a relationship, because you have that, it's all cards are on the table. So you to be able to get through, if you're going to say, I'm going to forgive and move on, you have to be willing to put it on the table and say, this is what I need to be able to really say that in truth instead of making this something I'm going to resent you for later. Like, this is what I need to have happen, and I need you to be able to be committed to that, and vice versa. Hmm. Well, um, just for clarification, can you restate the question? Because I want to make sure that I answer it the way, yeah. What are some of Without. the things that, what are some of the things, I mean, why would a person choose? Why, what are some of the things that you heard or know that a person, that would make a person think, after, you know, after after there have been, has been infidelity? Um, I don't know. It has to be a major league attachment there, like, I would have to really believe that you were, yeah, that right there. Um, I would have to... <laughs> that part. Um, but no, I would have to really believe that you were um, what God had for me. Like you would really have to be that person. Like I, I couldn't even see being without you to the, to that extent. And then I can forgive you, but I won't forget. Um. Yeah, that's that's probably as far as I can go with that. Because I usually don't um, backtrack after those types of things. So mm-hmm. that's probably why I'm saying mm-hmm. because I don't forgive like that on that note. Because that's a choice to me. 
Mm-hmm. So okay, so if you choose, so you're saying that if you do, but if you do choose to, then it's then what? I mean, I know you might not, but I mean, what do you see in terms of people who who choose to do that? Um, more power to you. <laughs> uh, and and it, it's a sign of strength in your own right for your own journey. Um. That ain't a part of my journey so far, you know. <laughs> so I just say, you know, most I will tell you, and I hope it all works out. Mm-hmm. To be honest. Okay. I'm, I'm simple. <laughs> so, so, so when you, so when you guys, I mean, because I know, like I have, I have a guy, guy friend, dude, who when we have conversations and they have been cheated on, they are like, um, you know, like there's a very serious back and forth that um back and forth that they don't really want to necessarily excuse me, uh, um um I'm trying to say my mind is when I'm sorry. When we have the discussion about whether or not they stay, really the biggest issue for the guys that I talk to is the public perception uh, number one, the public perception of whether people find out like they don't want to feel like they be like they chomps. And number two, what if she does it again and it still doesn't work out? And and for those reasons, a lot of times they're like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. When they choose, uh-huh. but the ones who choose to stay usually stay because, um, and this is in, you know, dating or not, or marriage, um, they choose to stay because, you know, number one, they really love the person and think they can get through it. And number two, um, there's usually, to Keisha's point, a strong reason like children or the situation hasn't presented, like like they haven't seen anything better or they've been in previous relationships and it's like, you know what, you know, I'm good. This is just, you know. And, and the other part that I find that's really interesting about the guys that I talk to is a lot of them actually take on, like, the responsibility for it. Like, they blame themselves for it. And I find that usually pretty interesting. Um, because usually we deflect, and so it's very, it's usually yeah. Very wait, I was gonna say, you explain that again. How does that happen? When, yeah, right? they usually like, well, I was working too much, and I was, I didn't do this, and I didn't do that, so you know, maybe this is part of my fault too. And I'm like, hmm, you know, huh. that's pretty. That's a pretty interesting thing to come to, you know, to, to take that, you know, not, and not that I necessarily always agree with it. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know there are some cases where it's like yeah, dude, you can't work, you know, twelve hour day, you know, twelve hour days for six, you know, seven days a week, and think that it's not going to have an effect in your marriage. Just don't work like that. But yeah, no, that's not going to be okay. Yeah, but you know, and then man, I was just trying to make, but you know, so so they'll say. I mean, I've had guy friends be like, man, yes, yeah, so I got it. You know, I'm gonna pull it back from work because I'm gonna stay and give it a try because I can recognize and see what I've done. Um, and because I can recognize and see what I've done, I'm gonna stay. And I always find it That's to be nice. weird. That's what's up. Yeah. That's it's weird. Yeah. I think because it's not <clears throat> something that's discussed more openly. It's more because I've been. It's always been um, kind of understood that the men that's like the average deal breaker. Like, nah, she cheats. Like, it's over with. You know, that's the thing that everybody always say. And we like to talk about it when we say women, we're so strong, we stay in despite how many times he does this, that, and the other. And the fellas is looking like, shoot, that's on y'all. Like, once that happens, I'm out. So to hear 
somebody say, <clears throat> and to have some a, a, a good number of men have that conversation with you is, you know, having those transparent moments oh, with yeah. men to say that, you know, that that says a lot. We and that, you know, just a side note. We as women need to know that you all think these types of ways because that would do a lot mm-hmm. for the overall conversation and how we perceive what you all think. If we never have those mm-hmm. conversations with you, we don't have any understanding mm-hmm. or things to pull from in how we think you're thinking. You know what I mean? So it's kind of yeah. one of those things you can't really be mad about the fact that we always want to know what you're thinking if we never know what you're thinking. <laughs> so, yeah. And then exactly. we have to draw conclusions based yeah. on air and then aloofness or however the case you know you decide to show it once you've gotten tired of us asking for it so at that point it's either forced or more aggressive so to have an open right. honest conversation about hey like yeah i might i, I recognize that and say yeah you're right man yeah 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 i work too much okay but you know you do like to shop you know those types of things that yeah. then flips the whole yeah. tone of the conversation and we would love to know those kinds of things like that would be major <laughs> Major. Yeah, but that goes back. One of them communication points. For real. Yeah, but that goes back. That goes back to again. No man wants to, especially in that scenario. Here, excuse me. In this scenario, no man wants to feel like an even bigger chump. And so, there's always the for us, just like there is for you you all. There's always you all as in women. Excuse me. There's always (laughs) the (laughs) I have to hide. I have to hide some of my. Um, you know, I can't give all because if I give all, then there's the opportunity I won't have anything left where they're going to take it all, they're going to use me. And so that fear or, or that pride, whatever it is, can can keep us from opening ourselves up to a place where we're willing to even say, look, I'm going to give this. Look, I, I, know, I know I messed up. And so because I know I messed up and I know that, you know, it comes, it, and y'all seen it. We've had these conversations before. What it turns into is it turns into um, when you cheated and it's your fault. When you cheated and it's your fault. What about what, you know, it comes into the blame game mm-hmm. and we can never get to a point where there's any type of resolution because now we just want to make sure that the other person feels as hurt as we do and, you know, and knows that, listen, that what they did is going to work. So that doesn't work. The problem, and that's the problem. The problem is it doesn't work because it doesn't work. Like it doesn't work. You don't resolve anything <laughs> by continuing to push the blame towards the other person. Yep. Sounds like no. Everyone's on defense. <laughs> Nobody's fixing. <laughs> it sounds like sounds like mm-hmm. politics. Now that I think about it, the Democrats' fault. No, it's the Republicans' fault. No, it's the Democrats' yeah. fault. No, it's the Republicans' fault. No yeah. So, and, and in the meantime, there's no solution that comes uh, to the relationship because now. Again, we don't want to accept responsibility. So I think that's the first thing we got to do is when we, if you choose to stay together, if you choose to stay together, is you can't play the blame game with one another to try to sit there and figure out whose fault it is. Um, obviously, obviously, let's just be honest. If you cheat, you're wrong. I think we can all agree to that. There's, if you cheat, you're wrong. Now, are there, are there? And I throw this as a question, even though I think I have an answer. Um, is there a, why is it difficult to, for the other person sometimes to own their part of whatever happened? The one who's been cheated on? Yeah. So in certain scenarios, not all scenarios, but in certain scenarios. So using this, let's use, we can use the example that I just said. 
you know, the brothers work 12-hour shifts for, you know, seven days a week or six days a week, and on the day off, he wants to sit at the house and watch and, you know, be a zombie. How is it that he can't, that if she goes out and she, why is it hard for him um, to say, okay, yeah, I, I do work a lot, and that could play a part in it, or for, for when people don't want to do that? Uh, yeah, that's like victim blaming. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't exactly um, consider what made you do what you did um, unless it was something that was discussed before. Like, I guess, how can I put this? If you're married and you are not uh, active with your husband and he's asking for a plea in which you beg and you want some more, I think this is a way to control him type stuff. Um, yeah, you probably played a major role in why, um, old girl, the booger wolf around the corner got a hold of your husband, you know? Um, but if y'all have a, a real relationship and it's, and the communication is there and then you just don't happen to run up on this person from like 75, you know, you've been waiting on it this long. It's been a quarter century. I just had to get it. You know, that was a choice. Um, but then when you built the relationship, and, and that's something that may be forgivable because it was a once-in-a-lifetime situation, you know. But then, like, when you build the relationship with your coworkers and y'all um, getting it in at the office while I think you're working, and it happened more than one time, <laughs> yeah, I don't care what I did, you wrong. So, you know, I guess it would depend on the situation. Mm. Okay, Q. Hmm. I think that because the all, the offense in itself is you cheated, and it's already understood that that is wrong. So it's harder mm-hmm. for the person who's made the discovery to even put themselves themselves in a place of what did I do to cause this? Um, <clears throat> if there is if and. Sometimes I don't think there is a necessary justification. There might not be a reason. Sometimes, mm-hmm. they, you know, it just, it they were drunk, wrong place, wrong time. You know, it happens. I've seen it happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've mm-hmm. watched it happen to really good people who are, like, stupid in love with who they're in love with, and, and it happens, and it's terrible when it happens. And sometimes mm-hmm. there is no real reason, and the other person doesn't have any blame in that situation. But I think mm-hmm. um, if there is a lot on the line, families, goals, finances, building that's been happening and things like that. Like, and there's history there. There have been things that could be the the working, the, you know, the working, there's just not been attending to the other. There has not been a necessary attention paid to the other. Then there has, mm-hmm. I think there's a level of maturity. That takes a mature person who's really, before all the cheating and all the, whatever the issue was happened, they were vested. They were involved. They were there. They wanted that relationship to work. And I think if you can find when you can get past your hurt, because it hurts, you can, it absolutely hurts. But if you can find a way to push past the hurt and see the the bigger picture, I think that it can happen. And, again, it takes a strong person to do that. It takes a really strong person and a really deep kind of love to make it through something like that. Um, but I think that it has to, it, it takes a strong level of maturity to be able to say, you know what, babe, you're right. 
I have been working a lot. I do realize that we used to go out to dinner and we've been having more in pizza nights. I've been phoning it in. You know, I can see how I've neglected blah, 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 or whatever the case. Now, we can work on that. I'll do my part. But this right here, like, that's why I say there has to be a, a come to Jesus meeting where everybody needs to lay it out on the line and say what they need. That's not a now you're my slave, you're going to kiss my ass for the next year or whatever until I feel you're now worthy mm-hmm. enough to have your wife back. Because now I think that's mm-hmm. just going to further your situation or your husband back or however the case may be. Like, that's when you have to have that thorough, real, honest conversation. What are we going to do? Like, we need to be able to figure out what we're going to do and really commit to doing it. Because if that if we're mm-hmm. going to have seven, then we might as well go on and be, be good at, at this, you know. Because I think we yeah. get it wrong. We automatically think the offender is supposed to now be indebted forever to said person just and be blessed and thankful that they're still there. Like, that's not always the case. I do not believe that at all. For either party, man or woman, whoever the situation is. There's got to be an understanding of why we got here, how we got here. Right, and I, and I think that's that's ultimately where um where why it's important to acknowledge acknowledge the full situation, you know, because mm-hmm. because if you don't do that, I think I think not doing that makes it a lot more a lot easier for that situation or whatever that that um what do I want to say that whatever created. That invite that environment. That's what I'm looking for to be to be done to be created again. And I think that's what we have to be careful with because I think we all, men and women, have a certain amount of capacity for for things like, um, you know, and we we laugh and not laugh, but we make fun of women and call you know women certain women and men needy things like needy. But really, on some level, we kind of all are. Uh, it's just that mm-hmm. we might not need as much as other people, and so. If, so if I'm not able to provide what my partner needs, then I'm almost setting myself up to be back in that same position again. And again, and that's not to say that if you don't do um, something or give them what they need, that it's okay to cheat. That's not at all what, what, what no, I'm saying. No. So what I'm saying is just saying that again, that when you choose to be in a relationship, you are choosing. Uh, to be there for someone, you are choosing to be selfless um, in your attention and in your time and in your, you know, in every part of who you are. And so it's very difficult to be in that situation. And then all of us go in with, ex- ex- uh, with expectation. There's not a woman alive or a man alive who gets married or even who gets into a dating relationship that does not have um, some expectations. And so if those expectations, you know, so you expect if you're with somebody, you know, it could be something as basic as that they're going to call you and not text you all the time, you know, that they're going to spend time with you and take you out to the movies, you know, that they're going to rub your feet, that they're going to, you know, cut your toenail, whatever it is, everybody goes into it with expectations. And when those expectations are not met, then all of a sudden that is, you know, in, in some instances that's an open door for uh, for chaos and confusion and division and ultimately infidelity can come in. So I think that's why it's important that we know. But like I got to know for it, and I'm just using you as an example. I got to know that Takesha likes it, likes it when I sing to her when she come on the radio. I got to know that because if I don't know yep. that, then and she and she expects it, and I don't do that, she's gonna be in her feelings. Now I don't mean she should cheat, but <laughs> I should know that when she started uh-huh. acting funny, when she started uh-huh. acting funny. 
then I'm like, well, what's she acting funny? Well, that's nothing. You know she likes when you say to her. Say to her. Right. Yeah. Play the song. Play the song. Just play your song. Put some on the end. Yeah. You know, so I, I think we just got to, we have to know that. Like, we have to know that because if we don't, if we're not going to be open and honest about what happens all around, I'm t- I've never seen an example, I've never seen a, a relationship work after infidelity if both parties were not able, and again, not to say that it was okay for somebody to cheat, mm-hmm. but for, for someone to say, listen, you know what, you cheated and you were wrong and you got, you know, we got some work to do, but I also understand that now I need to make some adjustments in how I do this, you know, or how I do that, or I need to, you know, or that this happened and I can see that, you know, that this is where I need to improve. Because typically, that's really what one of the people, what the other person wants, typically, not all the chance, but what they're looking for. They're looking for somebody to say, to have a little mercy on them, like, okay, we in this together. I'm, you know, like you said, I ain't going to make you wait 45,000 years to get you some, but I'm not going to hold it against you again, so we can move forward. So, yeah. All right, so that's, that's, that's I think we, we've established that. you got to be honest from both sides. Agree? We all agree on mm-hmm. that? Yes. Totally. Yep. Okay. All right. Cool, cool. Huh. See, we agree. Listen, see how that works. See how that works. How we all agree. I love it when a plan you know. comes together. Mm-hmm. All right. So I see how that works. All right. Real quick, let me, we're going we're gonna to take a break. And after we come back, we got, um, I think, our special guest is on the line. Um, so after this, we're going to move into uh, our hot topic. Um and if our what's our song for that we got oh yeah we know what this one is this is when I want to by huh. fan the connect man we'll be right back on the scoop. Yeah, I'm gonna leave this track to play.
lane, but I win when I be wrong to. Connect on the purple and pink. I purpose it when I want to. The game is so full of these lanes. Got my brain going insane. I just campaign and maintain with it when I want to. Target is very, you know, 
uncut. You know, you're not necessarily for the sugar coating, mm-hmm. and I'm, I personally appreciate that. But I like okay. that you took real instances, like real reasons. When you broke down your reasons, if you take away, say, if you have an issue with language or whatever, when you break down the meat of what you're talking about, there, there's real um, – there's, there's real truth to what you're saying. And we've, we've even had conversations here about that, you know, as far as, like, once you say, oh, I need to be chased, I need to be chased, like, what is he chasing? And, like, in your second one, you said, have more to offer. Like, if you, you can't expect all of this and then just be like, well, you got me. Well, what do you have? You know, so I think that they gave an honest um, perspective that just m- made it plain. We don't – sometimes we get caught up in the flowery way. We as women, when I say we – I think we as women can sometimes get caught up in the flowery language, the romanticism of what it's supposed to be like. And then we, and that's how we get so dramatic when things don't work out. Like, oh my God, I can't believe that we did this. It was beautiful. Like, no, homie, like it wasn't even, it wasn't all of that for him. He wasn't into you like that. And these are the reasons why. And, um, the whole chase, like the way you introed the video, when I thought about mm-hmm. how many conversations we've had <laughs> where <laughs> men, we, men accept all challenges, they don't like them all, but they will accept them all. I was like, he better mm-hmm. say that. Like, I said, I'm fast to play mm-hmm. to this brother you know, right here. Um, <laughs> it's about the chase. It is. Yeah, it's true. You know, I, I like to approach my videos kind of like being the big brother or the uncle, like, you know, I, I like to, to have my audience feel like I'm right there with them. Um, even in my book, I wrote it from the standpoint of me talking and not just writing a book just for the sake of writing a book like a lot of people, right. you know, just just filling in a bunch of stuff just so they have 400 pages, you know what I mean? It's, uh, <laughs> it's straight to the point. Um, I got my comical elements. But, again, like I like to come straight, and um, sometimes it can come off as offensive, but again, you know, it's it's all with love, really. Let me just say that it's, mm-hmm. it's all with love. Um, I might use the B word, N word, H word, S word. Come on, y'all adults, y'all can fill in. Right. Mm-hmm. But but at the end of the day, it's it's love behind it. I just want people to do better, and I really want to just drive, particularly black love, back together. But but it's all about us understanding each other, and oftentimes you got guys who. And and you just made a a point about people who kind of sugarcoat things, you know the romanticism of it all. Well, ladies, you know mm-hmm. I like to talk to you today about the reasons why men. You know I don't break it down like that. Look, let me tell you what's wrong. Now it's time to change. <laughs> it sounded uncomfortable even coming out of your mouth right now. Like, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> That is an authentic <laughs> Right. Mm, we got so, enough so, of those so people, that's, though. That's the way. Real talk. Absolutely. <laughs> we got enough Absolutely. of Absolutely. So, <laughs> so that's the way I approach it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's me. Mm-hmm. So look, for, the, for those of who, for the few people who have not seen this video and who have not seen <laughs> any of your videos, t- talk to us about We're talking tonight about infidelity um, specifically. Give us some of your thoughts mm. on um, on how on how cu- how couples can or should, if they should, re- um, recover after uh, infidelity in relationships. Well, it depends on the level of your relationship. Um, my ideology, you know, I kind of grew up in the pimp game. Um, my uncle, he, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to say his name, but y'all probably seen him in the 50 Cent video or something. But um, <laughs> he always told me that you finish the same way that you start. 
mm-hmm. you know, um, oftentimes you can see the infidelity a mile away. When you meet somebody, you can see, you can kind of see the, t- the type of person that they are. Um, not to say that you can pinpoint exactly when it's going to happen and all of that, but you can kind of see mm-hmm. a person's character, you know. Um, yeah. Just for sake of conversation, you know, dude, oh, I ain't know she was a hoe, you know. Uh, oh, I mm-hmm. ain't know he won, you know, SHIT, you know. I don't know mm-hmm. my, my level of uh, profanity on this show, but <laughs> <laughs> I definitely felt that out yeah. So, uh, yeah, right. Okay, so 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 the thing is this though, you finish the same way you start. You always see signs in the beginning. So oftentimes when people get cheated on or they get done wrong, they always had a surprise face and this whole conversation about I can't believe it. I can't believe this mm-hmm. person did A, B, and C, but you've seen it all along. So back to your original question, let me just boomerang a little bit. When you experience this, now you gotta say what level of a relationship Am I at? Because if you at the beginning stages, you can say two fingers, peace out. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. if we at the stage of marriage. I'm a Christian man. You know, despite all of the B's, mm-hmm. the A's, the H's, and the S's that y'all hear in my videos, <laughs> I'm a God-fearing man, so I don't play with marriage. And when you make those vows, mm-hmm. you say what? Better, better or worse, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. The death do you part. So help me right. God. Mm-hmm. So whatever problems y'all are going through, y'all better fix it. But before mm-hmm. you even get to that marriage stage, you need to remember how you started because that's going to answer a lot mm-hmm. for what's going to happen later on. So now you can be naive. Mm-hmm. We be naive sometimes. All oh, he attractive. All oh, she got a big booty. All oh, she got, you know what I'm saying, this person got a nice career, and you kind of overlook mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. But you see the crazy. <laughs> you know, you see the hoe. You see all that early on, but you just got to catch them signs. So that way, mm-hmm. later on, you won't even have to deal with things like infidelity. See? Mm-hmm. Once you see those things Come. early on, you can just say two fingers before you duly invest it. Because once you marry, that's it. That's how. That's at least how, that's how I view it. You know, divorce is not an option for me. Mm-hmm. It's over with. If I get a divorce, ain't nobody else getting married. That's just what it is. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody else like, you messed it up for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you messed it up for everybody. I don't care what's on my life. Young man, let's get married. You know what, Oprah? I take your money, but I won't take the ring. Hold on now. But, um, can't do it. I can't do it. I love me some Oprah, man, and our money. But um, yeah, you know, I, I take that divorce um and marriage very seriously. So that's why you know a lot of people they just uh when they when they uh get cheated on or the, the other person. Do some foul, they quick to say, Oh no, this ain't gonna never be the same. It's over with. But guess what? That's the bed that you made when you marry. But like I said, you finish the same way you start. Once you see it, you need to nip it in the bud. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Peace, you got any questions? You good? How long <laughs> have you been doing this comedy thing? To be honest, I don't even think I'm funny. Y'all just think I'm funny. You don't think I'm, funny. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. Uh, 98% you be dead of the time. Serious? Yeah, you know, the other the other 2% of the time, I try to crack a joke and you don't laugh. So mm-hmm. 98% of the time, I'm dead serious. So I guess I've been doing it my whole life. Oh, <laughs> <honest>. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, hmm. the white folks just think I'm funny enough to start writing for them and, uh, and doing whatever. And that's been going on for five years, but um, 
originally I was, well, I'm still kind of with the group Hostiles. You know, it's still family. And uh, we mm-hmm. had a song called Looking Boy a few mm-hmm. years ago. So that was considered <laughs> um, a, a big piece of my, my comedic journey that kind of opened up doors for other things, you know. So I'm, I'm very grateful mm-hmm. for that. And uh, so I guess it's, it's legitimately, you can say, since 2008, you know, uh, professionally. Okay. And how do you feel about the progress that you've made um, at this point? Uh, as a comic or just just in general? Just in general. Like, just in general. I mean, we all got growing to do, you know. Um mm-hmm. Sky's the limit for me. At this point, I'm comfortable, but I'm the type of individual where I don't like to get too comfortable, so I like to just kind of expand a little bit. So, you know, as long as long as the bills pay, you know, my family's straight, then, you know, I, I kind of dip and dab here and there from time to time. So, <clears throat> Do you plan to write more books? Now, Go ahead, because I, I didn't hear it clearly. No, uh, I just wanted to know, do you have plans to write more books? Like, because I could see that I'm, I plan on actually checking the one that you wrote, the first one out. But do you have plans or are there more deals coming as far as um, more books? Or do you plan on branching out and doing things aside from authorship? Absolutely. Um, the book was really one of those things that I've been meaning to do for years, to be honest. I didn't know exactly what I was going to write about. I didn't know if it was going to be, a, you know, a, a tell-all. I didn't know if it was going to be relationships. But the thing is, I've been giving people, I think, very good relationship advice. I mean, from my from my teenage years on now, you know what I mean? I'm 33 now. Um mm-hmm. And it it really just started flowing. Like, I would write the book um, when I had spare time, whether I was, you know, taking a flight or, you know, just, just any time I had a moment. Right. And I do plan on writing another book, but I think this next one is going to be geared more towards the men. I haven't started writing it yet, but I think that's something that, that's really needed. Um because the books that's mm-hmm. on the market now, like, really pointed at the fellas, man. I'm not really a fan of them, so I think it's time for me to to really zero in on that. But I'm still marketing this book. You know, I'm still touring this one. Right. So, yeah, I'm not really big on writing the, uh, the second book just yet. So, you said you said that uh, you are um, not a fan of the books that are out there for fellas. I think we, we I agree with you. Um, but what are what are you seeing, and what don't you like about it? Um, well, first of all, let's talk about Steve Harvey, brother Steve. Yeah. I love Steve as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm talking about big yeah. 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 Watch out, yeah. blacklist. No. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Steve. I call him Pastor Steve because that's how they treat him. Pastor Steve. Let's talk about the evolution of Steve Harvey. How much time y'all got? Go on here, go on here Okay, I'm going to try to make a long story shorter But Steve Harvey First and foremost is a comedian I believe that Steve Harvey Mistakenly fell into the role Of the Steve Harvey That we know him to be today 
Mm-hmm. Steve Harvey was just as raunchy as a radio G. He um, mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't really foresee what God had set up for him as you know um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this term loosely an author uh, and a philanthropist mm-hmm. and just an entrepreneur to begin you know just just to begin with and mm-hmm. you know people give him so many accolades but people don't know the inner workings of Steve. First of all, he didn't write the book, uh, Things Like mm-hmm. Man. That's number one. A woman wrote that book. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve is really a product of who he's been around, whether it's a T.D. Jakes or other people. So what you're hearing is a remix of stuff that's already out here. Steve mm-hmm. speaks from – Steve speaks from an um, – Almost a political correctness. Like Steve, he 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 will bend it a little bit, but he got more to lose than a radio G or the people over at the scoop. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. We yep. can't get it twisted. Way more you on know the that, line. That. <laughs> yeah, he got way more on the line, man. So Steve might turn up a little bit, but at the same time, Steve, look, he, he gonna calm his, little, his big little ass down. At the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with that being said, when you give advice. You have to really be careful about your audience. So Steve won't say some of the things that Steve believes, but I will. Mm-hmm. You got people like Tyreek Nasheed, which is another brother mm-hmm. who I, I feel is very intelligent. Did you say Tyreek Nasheed? <laughs> Did you give him a, a brotherhood name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, that's, 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 the, that's the guy's name, as far as I know. Is you know, it's Tyreek oh, Nasheed or something, Nasheed. Yeah.
Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do you think? Uh, so what do you what do you think is would be different about that you would say to men than what they're saying? Well, like I said before, they have a filter. Um, most of the things that I would say are in the book and in my videos. Um, one 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 thing is so many things. That's why that's why you need a book for stuff like this. Um, but one thing I need to tell men though is a lot of the things that happen with y'all, y'all problems with women, is self inflicted. See. We as men mess it up for ourselves. And what I mean by that is, you know, um, it's, a, it's a scripture in the Bible where they, they talk about death being in the tongue. I don't know the exact one, <clears throat> so excuse me for that. But when you say, look at these hoes in a song, or when you're with your homeboys mm-hmm. and you down in women in front of women, Mm-hmm. But then you turn around and say, what's wrong with these women? Why are they taking so long mm-hmm. to give up the butt? Mm-hmm. Oh, what's wrong with these women? They don't trust us. What's wrong with these women? We're doing it to ourselves. We say things sometimes that turn the opposite sex the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Men do that. We do it all the time. Mm-hmm. The media is the number one thing that we use to turn, especially black women, around. When we make a song, we talk about what we think about a woman. You know, she 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 sucked my thing on the end, my let my guy, and then I had a threesome with the you know. So when it's time for you to want these things, the women don't want to get up because they say to themselves, "Oh, I don't want to be the girl in that song. I don't want to be the girl mm-hmm. that you're talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be a hoe. Don't nobody want that label. We do it." We don't want to put that who put that image out there. You know what I mean? That if a woman performs these certain things in this certain time period, it's gonna be some backlash. That ain't come from women, that came from us. They just they just continuing it. Women talk to each that, other about what we said. Totally agree. Do you think that could lend to one of the reasons in your the video that we you know, that kinda of got our attention as far as you're concerned, as far as the I'm a good girl. That was your first thing, good girls. That Absolutely. The that's, fact that you're a good girl be it. Like when we hear, that's how y'all talk about it. We're like, no, I'm not that girl. Like I will not be her. Exactly. So the opposite of her is the good girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, this, that's the thing. When we date, and we 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 try to sell each other. Men are trying to sell themselves, and women they try to sell themselves too. So that's when you get that whole, you know what? I'm a good girl thing because you have to tell me that because there's already a negative image of you. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. So. Men, like I said, if I had to tell men one thing that was important, you need to watch what you say because the things that you put out here is the reason why things are so bad, especially like, you know, in the earlier stages of the day. The reason why. Well, we can't keep the focus on the main thing. We're too busy keeping up with what people think the main thing should be. Mm-hmm. But but who wants to be that person, you know? Who want to be talked about? Who want to be looked at in in, in that way? You know, man or a woman. You know, nobody wants to be looked at negatively. So that's why, like I said, men we we our own worst enemy. Uh, worst mm-hmm. worst enemy. Can't even speak right now. Mm-hmm. We our own worst mm-hmm. enemy. Honestly. 
So that's what I was telling me first. You know, I got a lot of things to tell me, but that's that's probably the number one thing. That's a, that's a good that's a good snippet. Do me a favor, mm-hmm. real quick. First of all, I want to say thanks for coming on. We appreciate you uh, for being here, man. That was that, that was good. Can you let our listeners know where they can number one find your book? I know you're on a, a book signing tour, so um, where they can find your tour and come to support you. And then obviously your social media information so they can support you and follow you there as well. All right, sure. All right, so um, the book is available on Amazon.com. Um, like you said before, the, the title is The 48 Laws of Penis What Men Like Me Expect from Women Like You. Uh, 48 Laws of Penis What Men Like Me Expect from Women Like You. Uh, let me see what else. Oh, yeah, so uh, the book tour. So I'm going to be a couple places. Uh, I just booked a day for Austin. On the 24th of August, so that's the next date. And that was just today, so that's that's the most recent date on the tour. Um, you want to see more dates, you can go to the Facebook page. I'm gonna be all over the place from Atlanta to the Bahamas, but y'all will see all that on the Facebook page, uh, which is facebook.com right slash r a y d i o t v. And I will post that on the Global Drive page as well as uh, my. Uh, personal Facebook page so for anybody who's listening and wants to follow them. Uh, but, man, we appreciate you for coming on tonight, man. Best of luck to you. And, um, hey. yeah, man, we appreciate, we definitely appreciate you for coming on and, and dropping your knowledge and telling us about your book, man. So, excuse me, if it's you're definitely listening, a pleasure. Go, out, go out and buy this brother's book um, and let's right uh, now. support him. So, definitely, definitely. All right, man, thanks a lot. appreciate you, bro. All right, y'all have a good evening. Okay. All right, you too. You too. All right. All right, man. That is that's good stuff. Good stuff. Mhm. Good stuff. I enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 I did too. A lot of good stuff. What in the world? I don't know what I just did. I just want to say that I don't know what I just did. My whole little screen. My whole little screen just like had a moment. So. Yes. I don't know. Hmm. What you I ain't even saying nothing. I ain't even saying nothing. <laughs> 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 nothing. I've been signing. I've been to you with everything. I don't want no problems out of you tonight. I've been signing the song. Yes. It's a wonderful day. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Well, let's 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 keep the show let's keep the show going. Do me a favor, and uh, um, let's keep going. So let's, let's we were talking we were talking about we were talking about um, infidelity, and so let's keep mm-hmm. this discussion going. I want to hear um, <clears throat> I want to hear what you guys got to continue to say about that and. Since um, uh, Cuzzo is on, let me hear what he got to say too about infidelity. Because I know good and well he got. He says y'all done left me here by my. He done left me here by myself for the last couple weeks. Um, yeah, if we could only my if petty did, friend. If, if he, yeah, hey man, petty, petty. I'm in the building. Hey, 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 Petty and loaded, petty and loaded. Yeah. What we talking is? Infidelity. Infidelity, huh? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, so, what, so we were talking about that in order for a, a couple a couple a couple to make it that they they needed to be able to talk about what whatever it was that and be honest from both sides about what happened. What are some of the other um, What are some of the other things that you think that um, a couple needs to do to be able to make it through um, after infidelity? Be willing to accept what you heard. I'm about to say, be willing to accept what you heard. Uh, Folks say they want to talk about everything, but you get to talking, and that's when it starts ending. Like, folks ain't built to accept the truth that they hear. It just don't happen that way. I mean, Mm -hmm. we expect and think that people are on pedestals, and they never treat me that way. Up until you say, well, let's be honest and let's start talking, and then your mouth starts hitting the ground, and yeah. It's kind of hard to see mm-hmm. back up when you really thought Buddy or Sus was all the way on top, and they kind of cruddy. Like, they they do their own thing, and you just a, a blip on their map. And it's a bad feeling. It's a real bad feeling. Mm-hmm. So, that's my thing. I, I just hope folks are ready and willing to hear and accept with an open heart to change what they heard. Because, I mean, in all mm-hmm. honesty, when we do the boyfriend and girlfriend thing, it's nothing but practice. You know what I mean? Like, we've had more boyfriends and girlfriends than we don't have a husband or a wife. So you got to take those experiences as practice and use them for the betterment of later on. That's basically homework. Mm-hmm. Not saying, you know, treat people like paper and pen, but, you know, it's homework. If you don't take nothing from it, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Mm-hmm. So how do you right. um how do you what do you think should should so how does somebody heal in that in that scenario? Because I think part of the this is for everybody. Um, how did you get to the place where when you are in this relationship that there is the environment for healing is present, that's the environment to kind of move forward? Because you know, because the hurt is still there. Like the hurt doesn't go doesn't go away just because we both accept what happened. So so how does that how does this that process start where you say, you know, where a person should be able what should a person do so they're in a position to be able to uh heal? What does a person do to get to, to healing? Um Yeah, to heal, to start to begin to heal, yeah. I think initially it takes time. Like it it takes some it it is going to take now and I'm I don't mean an extended period of time where like a month goes by and there's no conversation, there's no nothing. But like there has to be some time for that initial thing to wear off and you have to give that person that time to 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 have that happen. Like just with anything there with any any trauma, you have to have that initial rest phase where you have to get your body has to get in heal mode. Like your your heart is the same way. Your emotional heart I feel it's kind of the same way after any trauma. So once that's happened, you have to allow yourself that reset to say, okay, this is what I want to do. I am all in in this, and I do want to put my my effort towards this thing to get going. So th- I think that the first step is you have to give your give each other that time with um, without reservation and say, I understand that I don't get to choose this for you. You know what I mean? And you have to really allow that person to get there. And then I think it becomes more of a we have to do this day by day type of thing. There is, I'm a hard, I, I am a strong component for you really have to 
recognize who you are in your relationship and who your spouse is in your relationship and govern yourselves according to what works for you all. There is a guideline mm-hmm. that we like to go past, you know, we like to follow as in, in our relationships. But if you are, if, if you know that this is going to work for you, then do that thing. You don't have to broadcast your process to the world to gain agreement. As long as it works for the two of you, no one ever has to know that this thing worked for you two. No one ever has to know that that thing ever even happened, that the trauma occurred. Now, if you want to be transparent and share that as a part of your healing, cool. But it, it, a lot of those things should happen, I believe, um, between the two of you so that intimacy can happen. You can begin to bring to bridge those things. Because there's often a bigger problem than just, oh, you work too much. There's something. A man mm-hmm. who works, 16-hour days, wants to be with the woman that he's working so hard for. So if for whatever reason, there's still a there's a lack or something that's going on. And when he gets home, the only thing he wants to do is zone out and watch the television. Like, something there is still. Like, I get a de-escalation period to wind down from the day, but at some point there should be some connection. There should be some intimacy. Or what are you doing it for? So when these things do come to a head, I think then is the time where we're supposed to be intimate, work through those things. Every day's not going to be good. Some days you're going to walk in and she's sitting in the middle of the kitchen crying her eyes out. And you're going to have to be there, rub her back, hold her, let her cry, have that conversation and move on. Some days he ain't going to want to look at you. Some days he may make love to you, turn over, not kiss you at all. And you're going to have to feel like, well, damn. He, he, and you're going to have to realize that that's the space that he's in. It's not for you. If that's the healing that he needs, mm-hmm. whatever it can, if that's his way of dealing with it, then that you can't dictate how that has to happen. If she's more emotional than when she usually guards those things to safeguard you from dealing with her and all of her stuff, and at this point she feels like she has nothing and she wants to break down in the middle of the kitchen floor, your job is not to run into the bathroom and say, I'm going to let you get you have your moment. No, you become a part of that moment. So that's the stretch that I think has to happen to get the healing to happen, to know that I still rock with you like that. Like, I care enough about you to not care about me right now and what makes me comfortable. I'm here to make you comfortable. And I think that's when, when the other person feels that, then you can move on or begin mm-hmm. to move on. Yeah, I totally agree. But I think that another part that is like pinnacle when it comes down to being able to live with infidelity or whatever is forgiveness. Um, not just okay, I forgive you, you know, the lip service of it, but actually really forgiving the person. And unfortunately, it's a lot of different um, ideas about what forgiveness really is. Um, <clears throat> but I'm going to tell you, in my opinion, it, it doesn't mean, you know, uh, that you are okay with what happened. It doesn't mean that you accept it either. <clears throat> um, but more than anything, it would mean that you let it go. Like, um, and you giving yourself a chance to love from a distance maybe, or you step into the present. And this, this was a good quote from psychology today. Um, Forgiveness can mean you step into the present rather than anchoring in the past. Um, And it doesn't mean that you discount anything that made you who you are, but it does mean that you don't carry the emotional attachment to the experience. Um, And I think that when you're in a relationship, it's hard to separate the act from the emotions that it caused you to have. So, 
Yeah, I think I think that when you get a handle on what forgiveness is and how that works for you, then it'll mm-hmm. allow that to you to move forward if you're gonna stay, and even if you're not. Um, but understanding that you know whatever justification they attempt to use, see what it is for you. Um, there needs to be some type of way to emotionally disconnect from that particular incident. Because it, mm-hmm. if you hold an emotional attachment to it, um, then it, 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 it is, it's to the detriment. Because if you stay, you're going to be miserable. And every time they sneeze hardest, you're sneezing because of that girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're breathing because of her. Are you looking over there? Let me check your phone. And, you know, it can go to a very, very extreme um, extent on that. And then it becomes basically an abusive situation because now uh, sometimes it's not even the person abusing you. You're abusing yourself by sticking and staying in the situation that you are not really comfortable being involved in. Um I don't know. How do y'all feel about that, though, as far as the, the forgiveness being an uh, important part of dealing with the infidelity? And to what extent do you think forgiveness should be given? Like, oh, well, I, Don't everybody that, speak at know. once. Lord. Well, I will. I will. I think that folks, you know, Forgiveness is something that you give on your own level. Nobody can really tell you how. Um, of course, there are right ways to forgive somebody because, like, you know, honestly, you got to let it go. But um, nobody can really tell you the time frame of when or because nobody really knows how you felt. So, you know, people feel certain ways about people, and people feel like their heart was stepped on. I can't tell nobody to hurry up and get over it. But at the same time, you do need to get over it, though. You know what I mean? I can't push you down the street to make it happen, but it definitely doesn't need to be something that tarries with you your whole life. Like, everybody shouldn't have to pay the price for the one person that messed up in yours. You know what I mean? True. Mm-hmm. And that that, that actually um, speaks to the psychological perspective, is that um, staying angry, resentful, and vengeful, I mean, it has a price. And Actually, it has a very negative impact on your physical and emotional health, um, as well as any future relationships. Just holding on to your past can kill you. It becomes a stressor. So uh, it is best to really deal with the situation and understand that, you know, people, for me, people make mistakes. I've never been perfect. Now, do I choose to deal with this particular imperfection? is where my mind goes and the question that I have to ask myself, you know, and can I move past it? I should be, it, it takes some time because you do have to deal with your emotions, especially if you're an emotional being. It takes a little bit to get that out of the system, per se. Um, and, but even uh, everybody deals with them. We just deal, uh, the emotional beings deal with it sooner. Um, the non-emotional beings deal with it after they begin to reflect because reflection is a part of a non-emotional person. They're always looking back and wondering and thinking. And in that reflection, that's when they start to say, you know what, well, maybe 
I shouldn't have, or maybe I should have. And I don't like women who do, you know, and then they start to build up while their way. Oops. I don't want to say that gender specific. I wasn't intended to. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's important that you find your threshold for forgiveness, too. Like, I can forgive personally. I ain't telling everybody for this to be your standard. I can forgive one incident. What I can't forgive is one incident without uh, not so much regret, but without some level of letting me know that you really are remorse. apologetic. Remor- yeah, mm-hmm. some sense of remorse or regret. You you know that this is not right and you want to make it right. That has mm-hmm. to be present. Because just, mm-hmm. oh, I forgive you, and then they like, yep, cool. Yeah, that second and then, time is imminent. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Exactly. Yeah. Let me let yeah. me let me jump in. I think that when it comes to to your original question, <clears throat> I think that we have to that we have to forgive. If you're going to move forward, that you have to forgive because uh, without forgiveness, you all you were right there too. And I without forgiveness, forget the other person. You're never going to be able to be free. To yep. think clearly, to feel clearly, to like you're going to be so tangled up in everything that you're you're going t- tangled up. When I say tangled up, I mean emotionally, spiritually, etc. You're going to be so tangled up that forget checking a phone. You're going to be you know you're going to be checking everybody, and like all of your relationships will begin to deteriorate yep. because now you're unable because you're now looking at everybody through the eyes of what that person did, and and admitting uh, forgiveness is really just the beginning of the healing process because what you're really going for is you're going for um, being able to um, not only heal what the person did, but you also need to be able to heal yourself and the wounds that you suffer because this is the experience or the trauma that you've had to go through. So you can't until you. It's almost like until you admit that this that that you that you um, feel a certain way. How do you then? You can't really deal with it. after the other than everything else is just a front. Like you just faking because you won't just be like, oh, that hurt me. No, I'm good. You know, no, I'm not. You know, well, I don't have to forgive them. No, you you do. You got to release yourself so you can again, like you said, it's not about agreeing with it. It's not about saying that it was okay. It's saying, hey, this happened and this bothered me. Now I need to deal with it, with deal with the fact that this bother with this bothers me, or this really hurt me, or this deeply hurt me, or this because now it's gonna. If you don't, it's going to affect every single relationship that you have afterwards. Every single relationship huh? you have. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's that is huge. Forgiveness is huge. Um, what about um, like something like? Um, so you guys, we've we've mentioned several times about this time because we know that sex is obviously an issue, um, and and I don't think it's so much just the, for the, the act of sex, but the emotional connection. I mean, what are some? Mm-hmm. What would you tell? What would you all? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you all as ladies. What would you all tell a man um, that he can do to help make that that an easier recovery if he was the one who. There was infidelity. Me and Rashad maybe can tell the ladies. So if there was if there was a man who was you know who was unfaithful or had there was infidelity, and he wants to engage in that, 
in, in that emotional connection called sex or in any type of emotional connection, what are some things he can do to help her um, engage him a little easier? He asking the wrong person. <laughs> okay, so I think he should meet her where she is. Um, and when I say that, I mean you, in a lot of ways, you matter, but when it comes down to the, um, I don't know, I want to say in a way you don't matter as far as what your comfort, what makes you the most comfortable about how she heals. Um, a lot of people, men, I think, in a lot of instances, and from my experience, te- tend to either get over it or are willing to push it to the side a lot faster. And it's not always even relationship issues, just obstacles Wait, in general. Right, Once there's on, some type of solution. Mm-hmm. Say that one more time. Men or what now? I want to make sure it, I It has right. been, it, yeah, no, you're good. And correct me if I'm wrong, because, again, I'm not a man, but this has been my experience in, converse, in my with my own husband as well as with other um, male friends that I've had these kinds of conversations with. But men in general, once there's been some type of solution or um, solution-like um, set, solution-like situation set, then a man will try to either move it, like we're going to move past it, let's go ahead and push on past it, or we'll say, okay, that's dealt with, and say, let's move it on. It's not that big a deal. Let's keep pushing. And like once, and, and I want to say to, to relate it back to this particular reason, say, okay, he cheated. You've, you, you know that I've cheated. I've apologized for cheating. You decided that you're going to take me back. We're going to move on. Well, let's go ahead and move on then. That means this Friday night we're going to dinner. We're going to have fun. We're going to go out. It's going to be cool. We're going to laugh. He, ha, ha, and everything's going to go on. Well, you, at some point, at, 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 there's a point where you might have to accept that she's not in that we're going to go out and act like everything's gravy situation. And that might not mm-hmm. always be comfortable. There might have to be a little more um, effort put into that. There might be some hard questions. You might be at dinner and she just looks over and say, well, what did I do? You know what I mean? Like, and those are the times you can't be like, well, damn, why are you bringing that up now? We having a good dinner and everything's cool. Well, no, you have to understand that these are the things that she's thinking about. When all the times that we have to keep pushing forward in just day-to-day life, these things, when it comes to our heart and how we, motiv- how we motivate ourselves, those are the questions that kind of plague us. So those are those types of random uncomfortable moments that can sometimes break the process of healing because she feels now vulnerable enough where she thinks you're in the space because we might be out having a good time. She feels like you're really in tune and wanting to have that, you know, hey, maybe now he might be feeling me and we could have this conversation. Whereas you're thinking, yeah, she forgot. We're cool. Like, we, I got a space. We got a little opening here. Whereas she is thinking this is my space to have this conversation. So you have to kind of put yourself outside of yourself and how you heal and how you think things should be and be willing to see it from her point of view and where her heart is in her healing. Okay. I think, I think that what makes you sense? just said is better sense? kind of mm-hmm. sort of. So let me, okay. So I, I kind of understand this. But from a man's point of view, and Rashad, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we understand that because what okay. you're telling us is what it sounds like you just said is be patient, and if she don't feel like being bothered, you just got to suck it up and take it. No, I'm not being bothered. Like. No, 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 no. I don't because it's not a bother. You once, once, Listen, if a woman don't want to be bothered, once she finds out that that has happened, like the cheating has happened, she ain't going to be bothered. Like she's done. She ain't going like to be that's, there. That's, 
Right, and I think that's exactly, and I think that's kind of where we get the misconception of we being weak where we stay. Like she, she sees something there, so it's not. I don't feel like being bothered. It it might just take you a little bit more than what it usually takes to feel like she feels like being bothered. You know what I'm saying? There's a different route that might have to be taken. Go ahead. Okay. 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 It might take a little bit more, meaning usually we can just go out to dinner. He got to do more work. We laugh and joke, and then I get, and then we, I can get me some. Now means now you need to buy flowers. You need to, you know, write uh-huh. you know, it, that's what that's what no. you do more. Do more work. No, you, this is why I'm. That's mad. not what I mean by this that. Is how we no, no, no. And, okay. I, and I thank this you for that. Yeah. So and I think sometimes mean? that's how that fails because we think those yeah, are the yeah. types of things that you got to go through to make it right. You know. You buy all the you buy the flowers, the candy, you sing, you know, you bring home the one business, I'm sorry, and everything's good. But you have to think sometimes that it's deeper than that for her. It wasn't okay. just wine and candy when you did it. Like for her, that could have made or braid made or broke your whole foundation. So mm-hmm. you can't fix foundation shaking situations with flowers and candy and nice dinners. So to, to to when I say do more, that means don't withdraw when she happens to maybe make the dinner uncomfortable for a moment and you ask her and she asks, Well what happened or whatever the case may be, you answer the question. You you kind of man up. You answer the question and say, you know what, this this is what happened. Because you have to understand that she's in that space to hear that. You know what I mean? And and again <laughs> Because I, I can hear what y'all think. Sometimes she's not. That could be the reason, the the, the breakdown moment. Whatever you tell her, whatever it is, and I get that. But again, uh-huh. you cheated. Like it's not supposed to be easy. It's not. Can you imagine what? It, it's not easy for her either. So yeah, that's an embarrassing moment. That's a frustrating moment. But that's also a part of the consequence of what you did. And if she still, even after you've hurt her, embarrassed her, made her feel whatever it was that she felt still willing to put her arm in yours, put her hands in yours, lay with you, walk with you, make babies with you, and live life with you, then a little uncomfortable conversations and a little embarrassment of feeling like, damn, I might have really messed up. Like, this did do more than what I thought it did. Like, sometimes you need those foundation-shaking situations for yourself to make that really plain. It's not, it might not just be a night out. You know what I mean? A mistake. It could be something major for her. And it, it, it is major. It is major. So, yeah, it ain't flowers and candy. And I think men kind of need to get out of that idea. It's, some, it's often much deeper than just buying stuff. Like, no. So if she, uh, okay, you yeah, buy I was going to say, can I ask something? Yeah. Go ahead, cousin. So what do women do to broom and dust pan they mess up? Tell me. I please tell me because we, we, we ain't got that far. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. We ain't got that far. I'm gonna tell you I can take it to you. I I we can tell you exactly what they do. No, 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 no. I get them calls no, 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 on a no, regular no. basis. No, no. no we got to Jesus. Say this. Let me say this. Like, if you are hold on, let me say this. Let, hold on, Kesa. Let me say this. If you are listening online, if you are listening to this online, you might want to call in because we're gonna go off the air five minutes, but we're gonna keep talking. So, uh, <laughs> if you want if you want to listen and continue to listen to this, you need to call in to nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four and listen nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four because in five minutes, about five minutes and thirty seconds, we're gonna go off the air, and when we go off the air, I'm not gonna stop this conversation because this is a good conversation. <laughs> All right, keep going. So, what I'm saying is, um, so you're saying do extra, but when the question comes up. When the question does come up, and she says, um, 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 and she says, "I want to talk about this," and she wants to keep reliving this moment over 
and over and over again. You're saying that we need to continue to keep having this conversation, even though every time, Mm -hmm. okay, because that's what I think what I just heard you say, and I want to make sure. If we're out to dinner and she wants to ask questions, then we should answer those questions. But what if she wants to continue to keep doing this? And you know, no, I don't think that's healthy. I don't think that's healthy. That's not healthy. That's bad. That's Mm-mm. abuse. You yeah, have entered into an abusive relationship. This is what happens. Like, and, and she thinks, and a lot of times they think that um, that you owe this to me because until uh, because uh. you're the one that did it, and because you're the one that did it, because you're the one that cheated, that I should be able to ask. Any question I want, and you should be able to answer, and you should sit here and take it. Mm-mm. I don't agree with that. And as a woman, I can you say, you got to figure out what kind of woman you picking. Yeah. I'm sorry. And even, and even if like you that. didn't, right, and just because you cheated doesn't sentence you to that relationship because you were the one who wronged the relationship. If you've been in that situation and you know that you've given the effort and, you know, you've done more than the flowers and candy, you've had the tough conversations, you've rubbed the back in the middle of the kitchen floor, you know, these are examples, but you kind of get what I'm saying. Like, you've done the due diligence to make to make it work, and she just ain't getting over it. She's saying the words, but none of that is lining up. Like, end the relationship, dude. Like, end it, because it's not going anywhere. You have not moved from that place of your indiscretion. So if there's no growth, there's no movement, there's no healing, then end it. And I feel like that for anybody. If for whatever reason, the person that you are really trying and making that effort to make that thing work with, if they're not getting past the point of, look, man, I'm trying, I'm here, it's over with, and we're trying to make this work, I'm trying to make this work, and you keep bringing that, I'm not that person no more than no longer be with that person. Like, you don't know, you don't have to continue to prove to someone who is not in line for the test. Like, they're, if they're not there, if they're not paying any attention, then keep it pushing. Keep it pushing, and that's okay. Like, you are, you are not doomed to that relationship until they say it's over with just because you're the one that cheated. Just be like, you know what, I realize that this is not what we needed. This, is, this killed us, and I get that. I take responsibility for that. I tried. I thought we could make it past this, and it just isn't working. Let's go our separate ways. That's more mature than then furthering any type of potential future friendship or just further damaging each person, you and them. Like, why? Move mm-hmm. on. <laughs> Move on. Because eventually you're going to mm-hmm. cheat anyway because she ain't giving you what you need. She ain't loving you. She ain't willingly making love to you. She ain't lovingly preparing dinner. She ain't getting dressed up to go out with you. She's thinking you should be happy I'm here, my dude, and just be you good if I show up. Like, if that's the type of chick that you with, move on. She ain't yours no way. And now she's probably cheating. If she, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's keep saying, it pushing. Okay. But if, she, if she's just saying, listen, I need, and I've, 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 I've had these, I'm, sorry, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing this at a very I believe it. I believe you have. On a regular basis. Mm-hmm. That, that I need to feel like that I know everything. And until I know everything, how can I be comfortable um, entering into something that is, you know, where we were, or how do I get to that point? And, and, and I, I know what my response usually is to um, to that statement, but at the same time, I also can understand that just because I did something, I, I look at just because I did something, I can't demand when the next person or how fast the next person heals. I can't protect myself, and to Takesha's point, I can't make sure that I'm not being, that this is not an abusive situation, but I can't determine whether or not this is the type of situation where, you know, I can't say, okay, well, we've had this conversation four times and that's enough. 
uh, I'm not going to have it anymore. Because then at that point, um, how open am I truly being to allowing this person to heal and allowing this person to really know that, um, that I'm really into it and I'm going to be patient with them as they they walk through the healing process. Again, if you're listening online, we're about to go off the air um, in less than a minute, so you need to call in if you want to continue hearing this conversation because Kevin's got some questions, and so do I, and we're going to have them. So 929-477-2304. That's 929-477-2304. And I am going to go ahead after we jump off and jump on the Facebook Live, so if you're listening that way, you can do that as well. So, okay, keep going. Um, Cause when you, cause when is you there a topic? Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting on Rashad. Yeah, because no. I want to know what do y'all women do to broom and dustpan anything? Cause like you know, women always have a I idea of what men need to do to get stuff right with them. But you know, when it comes to a woman broom and dustpanning, it's like seventy-five percent of women don't believe they do anything wrong from the beginning, even if they did cheat. It's gonna be a but you. Like mm-hmm. women are are the pinnacle of but you did, but you did, but you did, and it's like how far can we get if but you did is always in the relationship? Okay, so but you did, but you did sounds like it shouldn't be a relationship because that sounds like y'all trying to do a tip for tap vengeance. And, and anger kind of situation So that's how again to me You know I, I say this Because I'm serious I know better people Than that so for me again it's about who you Picking um, and the choice that You make to stay after it, It's all over with one two Women who are in You know who truly made a mistake Truly Made a mistake that one time situation The one that I said I would even forgive so I'll speak On that um I see. I see a lot of women who come and shop with me. You know, <laughs> they um they up their game and they you know give him what he's been asking for in many many different ways. So I think it is the same kind of um submitting to whatever it is that you ask me to do and gonna give you whatever you want me to do on both sides. Um, so yeah, it it is done. It is done. The, the 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 sandwiches get better for lunch. The dinner is is ready when you wanted it to be ready. It's not late. You know, it, it, there is some reciprocity in the 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 need to be forgiven. Like I think women work just as hard to be forgiven in this situation. The only thing is, is the the ideals. Most women walk into relationships knowing that they may have had many. Women before them, I guess, per se. Some, I'm sorry, not super, you know, on the religious side. I'm just talking about regular people. Um, And then men tend to walk in thinking that they woman is a more pure, uh, far more pure than they usually are, you know, Um, and and they, they need that. So if that's the case and you feel like now she has a blemish, it, it damages things for a very long time. So the... The reaction may not be as blatant as what you get from a woman, um, you know, with the burnt-up stuff and all kind of, you know, moments that we tend to have. But it is still there, um, to, in my opinion and my experience. It's still there. So, to me, there's a balance 
from both sides. Women um, do they little, you know, they they do their they do service to apologize just like a man does. The the person who has the power is the one who's been cheated on at that moment because they have the power to accept or deny. And then if they are too scorned, they have the power to accept with malintentions. And that's the one you need to steer away from real quick, in my opinion. Did I answer your question? You tap dancing on the doorstep. I tap dance on the doorstep. I'm a, you I'm tap a, dance on the doorstep. Rashad, I think that, Rashad, I'm going to be honest. I think that, that can, I, I'm, can I be honest? I'm going to be 100% honest. I think the problem is, is there are too many anger. There's, there's too much anger. And I, I see what you were about that, to say. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, that there's, so much, that there's so much anger and venom. That any time mm-hmm. that the, that anything that sounds like accountability happens, that is the expectation now is that it's shifting. And I'm not saying. And again, I'm making a general statement. I am not saying this to be true for everybody. So please miss me with inboxing me telling me that I'm that I'm talking crazy. But I think that that what I'm saying is that when you talk about the words accountability, um, when you say accountability, it's like no. No, it's all it's your fault. It's all your fault. Like so, you didn't do nothing wrong. Like you didn't do nothing wrong at all. Like you were perfect. Like like nothing wrong. No, I didn't do anything wrong, and it's all your fault. And it's like you just can't. It it just can't work like that. It it can't work like that. And so okay. I think that that's where it goes back to where it goes back to if we're going to do this, if we're going to remain together, if we're going to continue to um, to do this, then we both have to say, you know what, that we both have room to grow. We both have room. And granted, again, I'm, I don't try to say this to defer any blame on somebody who cheats, but I'm saying that if it happens, come on. Give, you know what I mean? Give, give something. Mm-hmm. Something. You have to, you have to give something. Just my thoughts. I don't know. I don't know. To answer to answer the question about what we do to um to to sweep and broom, I think Ray said. Um, I think a lot of the times when I think a lot of the I think men, most times sex is usually the response that is asked for what's needed. What are you lacking? What is needed? What do we got to fix? You know, whatever whatever it is that we need to do. So that's why we go to sex first. We will say, okay, he obviously needs more sex. I'm going to give more head. I'm going to cook more. I'm going to walk around sexy and give me some new lingerie. Like, to us, that's, it's, it, we, and again, that might be getting, we might be lazy. That might be the way that we phone in the candy and the dinners that you all think fixes everything. We think if we give you more sex, that's supposed to to, mm-hmm. to fill that void, and it's something else that's needed. You know, it's something else that's needed because again, y'all aren't just sex. It's just the thing that we feel that we can satisfy the easiest with the littlest amount of, you know, extra. You mm-hmm. know, it's easy. We can do that. I can sex. I'm good at sex. I can do sex. You know what I mean? So we can that we can mm-hmm. let me give him a little bit, and he'll be all right. And now it's not. That's not how that works. And we have to give more also. And again, I don't know the answer. And in, in depth without knowing whatever the man's reasons would be, like whatever he's lacking, I, do, I think that's when the man has to for real say that he needs more than sex. Like, do not let head the fact that we've only had sex twice a week be the main issue. If that's not the, the first thing that comes out of your mouth, if 
that's not your main issue. Because those are the things that she's going to attack first as her to-do list to make sure that you're getting the most impact and seeing that she's take, making the most effort first. And, I mean, that's just, just like I would think you all would think. If you say, you talk to me more, damn it, I'm going to be paying attention. Every time your mouth opens, I don't care if you ask me what's for dinner. Like, I am heads up paying attention if I'm really tuned in. So if, if I ask you what caused you to do X, Y, Z thing, then, you know, and you say, well, in the month, you're going to come home and drop in, you know, she's dropping at the door. You like, those will be the types of conversations. Um, that's the type of action that if she's tuned in, you might see. So I think that you have to be just as um, deliberate in how you express your needs and what you're lacking that you would expect for us to. Don't, don't, us, don't let us just say, well, I just need you here more. If we don't say, mm-hmm. I need you here to talk to me a little bit more. I need to have some real conversations with you. Let's do something different. That's not our normal, you know, that's when you get specific. Mm-hmm. And we need specifics, too. We, we thrive on specifics. Like, we are specifics. So don't leave us to our own devices to just fill it in because we're just going to go for what we know, just like y'all do. I think that's human. That's we correct. go for what we think is going to give us the best results. <clears throat> that's fair. I can dig it, man. That's fair. I think, I, think that, I think that a lot of it really boils down to um, making sure that when, when we choose to stay, that we understand that this is going to be a process. It's not going to get fixed overnight, but I think there's also we got to say that we're also going to choose at some point to not let this be what defines or controls our relationship, meaning it's not mm-hmm. going to be able to control or define us as individuals. So, and if it, and it's, it's going to be something that is something, it's going to be something that we can use and talk about as a um, as a victory, but not something that that we're going to allow to say, you know what, you know that we learned. Okay, these are the things we learned that we were able to build upon. Not something, not to say that this is something that oh my god, because like, you can't go out hang out with your boys ever. Because remember, thirty three years ago, uh, you what you did when you went out with you know it's, it's not going to be that type of thing. It's not going to be what we. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's going to be. Yeah, so I think that's what we've got to what we've got to get to that point to say, okay, number one, this is not something that's going to determine our you know our relationship. It's going to be a process, but we're going to get through this. And as we get through this, we are going to heal. We're going to be better, and then we're going to use this hopefully one day as an opportunity, um, maybe even to help other people. Because again, this is normal, whether we want to admit it or not. I'm not being funny. We talk about we talk about the, the, the statistic that says that 50% of marriages end in divorce, but I can guarantee you, I haven't found any, but I can guarantee you that probably close to the 75% of marriages have had to deal with themselves. I would bet, I would bet money on that that that's something that's happened, and we might not talk about it um, a lot, and people might not want to you know openly say it and admit it, um, and some people might not ever get caught doing it. But I guarantee you, if the numbers were shown, we would we would probably find out that probably seventy five percent of marriages have had some form of infidelity in them, and because it weren't properly dealt with, um, it made the marriage it made the marriage harder. But the ones who took the time to um, to deal with the deal with it properly were properly excuse me were stronger. That's just my thought. So, all right, we're gonna go ahead and do our last word so we can um, get out of here tonight. Uh, Cuz, it was good to have you back, man. Um, so yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's good to have you back, bro. Um, we're gonna go ahead and start ready? with. Uh, yeah, man, we'll go ahead and start. And let you do that. Do the last words first. 
All right. Uh, glad to be back. Uh, I shall be sprinkling the petty again, so be ye prepared for the petty. And, uh, yeah, you know, I don't have a lot to say because it's been damn time now. I got to eat. Need some fried cool, cool. chickens and stuff like that. Amen for Popeyes. Ah, Shabbat. Yay. Mm. Yay. Popeyes. Mm. Mm. See, that's the devil mm. when you asked us yeah. to pray that away earlier today. That's the devil. Pray we don't away. rebuke that Popeye's. It's gone. Oh, that's mm. not the devil when you mm. only weigh 150 mm. pounds. Popeye, Popeye. Right. Ooh, Popeye. See, we tempting, uh, we tempting win, though. Mm. We can't be tempting. I got it. He'll be all right. All right, leg. He could take my all right that protein and go power leg. Look, my, my right leg weighs 150 pounds. I just want to throw that out. Oh, I said he can take that protein and go power lift. He'll be all right. Go on and eat the chicken. Uh-uh. Bless that bird. Just pray over it before you go. <laughs> all right, what's going on? All right, Ms. Q, go ahead and give us your final words. Um, I really enjoyed um, this past weekend. I just kind of want to do a recap. I know I had, I had invited everybody out to – the uh, Crazy Love pop-up, the second, the number two that we had this past Saturday at IC Event Center. So I just want to thank everybody who came out. Um, we had <clears throat> a lot of fun, met a lot of awesome new people, and we shared some black businesses in the community. So it was amazing. We will um, be doing more of these, so I will definitely keep everybody posted on what we are doing going forward. But this past weekend was awesome for us at Elegance by Design, um, as well as the uh, network of women that I work with. So I thank the community for coming out and look forward to working with you all and serving you all in the future. I hope you all have a really, really, really great week. Awesome, awesome. All right, my last but definitely not least, um, I want to say thank you, of course, to uh, the team, so to um, Rashad, to, to Keisha, to Shaquilla. Definitely appreciate you for what you all do. Um, and thank you all for I'd say for taking this ride with me. I want to say thank you to all of our callers and to our listeners. You all are the MVP, uh, and so I appreciate you guys um, for that. To our guest, Mr. Radio G, I want to say appreciate you for joining um, and uh, talking to us about your book and what you do, man. Salute to you. Uh, best of luck in the sale of your book. If Again, please go out and support um, not only his book, but go and uh, support his Facebook and Instagram pages um, and follow him on those as well. Um, and then, last but not least, please don't forget tomorrow at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time, uh, we've got the Word on Wednesday with Pastor Burns. He is still in his series called Transitions uh, to Transformation. So you want to uh, definitely tune in um, for uh, that series. Other than that, I hope you guys have a good night and a good rest of your week, and we will be back next Tuesday. Oh, 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 I forgot to say, if you still want to join the Scoop group, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Just hit us up on Facebook. That's some very good conversation in that mm-hmm. group. So if you want to join, all you got to do is request it, and we will add you. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good rest of your week, and uh, enjoy. Thanks for tuning in. You've been going through hard times, you just don't understand. 
but no one will lend a helping hand I've there before Where your ex don't think that you're by yourself Sometimes you gotta let it all out Don't leave your feelings on the shelf Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.